This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. Today is Monday, April the 5th, day 5 of the 4th month of the new year of 2021. Looking forward to today's show. We're going to talk sports wrap coming off of the weekend with the final four games as well as the women's title game yesterday. A little motivational Monday. And then I will have on a guest to talk about tonight's title game and let's see if Gonzaga can pull off the undefeated season. Let's first start in the world of sports. Let's first start in the NBA. The Chicago Bulls beat the Nets 115-107. to The Clippers take care of the Lakers 104-86. The Celtics beat the Hornets 116-86. The Grizzlies beat the 76ers 116-100. The Hawks beat the Warriors 117-111. The Pelicans beat the Rockets 122-115. And the Magic lose to the Nuggets 119-109 to onto tonight's games. The Washington Wizards travel north to take on the Raptors in Toronto. The Knicks travel across town to take on the Brooklyn Nets. The Utah Jazz travel to Dallas to take on the Mavericks. The Kings are in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. The Pistons go to OKC to take on the Thunder. The Cleveland Cavaliers are in San Antonio to take on the Spurs. And the Houston Rockets are hosting the Phoenix Suns. That is all for NBA basketball. Now on to baseball. Let's first start with yesterday's games. The Atlanta Braves lose to the Philadelphia Phillies 2-1 as they get swept in Philly to start off the season. The Blue Jays beat the Yankees to take a 2-1 lead in that series as they start off the season. The Baltimore Orioles beat the Boston Red Sox 11-3. The Red Sox fall to 0-3 for the first time since 1928 in Fenway. The Cleveland Indians beat the Tigers 9-3. The Cincinnati Reds beat the Cardinals 12-1. The Twins beat the Brewers 8-2. The Texas Rangers beat the Kansas City Royals 7-3. The Cubs beat the Pirates 4-3, going 2-0 after the opening day loss. The LA Dodgers beat the Rockies 4-2. The Houston Astros beat the Oakland Athletics 9-2. The Arizona Diamondbacks take care of the Padres 3-1. The Los Angeles Angels win 7-4 over the White Sox. And the Mets and Nats are postponed. Monday's game has been postponed as well. Let's talk about today's games real quick. The Minnesota Twins travel to Detroit to play the Tigers. The Blue Jays go to Texas to take on the Rangers. The Kansas City Royals are in Cleveland to play the Indians. The Baltimore Orioles travel to the Bronx to take on the New York Yankees. The Pirates travel to Cincinnati to take on the Reds. The St. Louis Cardinals are in South Beach to take on the Miami Marlins. The Mets open their season against the Phillies as Jacob deGrom will take the hill for the first time. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays travel to Fenway to take on the Boston Red Sox. The Milwaukee Brewers are in the south side taking on the Chicago Cubs. The Houston Astros travel to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Angels. The L.A. Dodgers are in Oakland to take on the Athletics. 
The White Sox are in Seattle to play the Mariners, and the San Francisco Giants travel to San Diego to take on the Padres. And as I mentioned, the Braves and Washington Nationals are postponed as of today. On to NCAA women's basketball. Last night in the national championship game presented by Capital One, the Stanford Cardinal beat the Arizona Wildcats 54-53, going 32-1 on the season, and it came down to the final shot as McDonald's shot hit the back of the rim and caromed off, sending the game into a Stanford win. McDonald scored 22 of the 53 points for Arizona, while Haley Jones had 17 of the 54, but also had 8 rebounds, as she was the one who helped lead Stanford to their first championship in 29 years. And that is a perfect segue into tonight's game, the men's national championship game between the Gonzaga Bulldogs, and the Baylor Bears. If Baylor were to win the national championship, the only time they played in this game before this was 1948, when they were the national runner-up. And the only time the Gonzaga Bulldogs played in this game was in 2017, when they lost to North Carolina. So neither team has won a national championship, neither coach has won a national championship. So tonight, the Nets will be cut down for the first time by somebody who's never done it, by a program who has never done it. You have 31 and 0 going against 27 and 2 at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. The Bulldogs can be the first Division 1 basketball team to finish the season undefeated since Indiana went 32 and 0 with the national championship in the 1975-76 season. Indiana State in 1979 was led by Larry Bird to the national championship game where they lost to the Michigan State Spartans and Magic Johnson. In 1991, the UNLV running Rebels ran into Duke in the Final Four and lost to them. That was Krzyzewski's first year of winning the national championship. In 2014, the Wichita State Shockers went 35-1, entering the NCAA tournament 34-0. They beat Cal Poly 64-37 in their first round to go 35-0, and then they lost to Kentucky to go 35-1. And And the last team to show up to the NCAA Final Four undefeated is the 2015 Kentucky Wildcats. Coach Cal had them at 38-0 when they won the Elite Eight game against Notre Dame to make it to the Final Four, which ironically was in Indianapolis. On April 4th, They played the second game that evening as number one, Kentucky played against number three, Wisconsin. They lost 71 to 64. I was in Indy for that. I remember sitting at a Wisconsin bar watching the game and thinking how crazy these fans are going and we're just getting ready to witness an upset. And they did. And that was pretty awesome to watch that. But they lost 71 to 64. And that's the last team that's undefeated. Gonzaga's trying to do something that has not been done since 1976, and I really look forward to seeing if they're able to accomplish the task. The best two teams in college basketball have separated themselves since the beginning of last year with the COVID nonsense. Baylor and Gonzaga were 1-2, really going into all of that. We got all that through. We got through this year. The two top ones are sitting at the top of the mountain. They should be sitting at the top of the mountain. And I'm really confident that it's going to be an unbelievable basketball game. Probably even better than the one the other night. Now, with that being said, if Baylor shoots the way that they did on Saturday night, I think Gonzaga loses because their defense is stellar. If they shoot a little below that, 
Gonzaga beats them for a national championship and Mark Few finally is the one to top the mountain. That is my prediction on tonight's games. Looking forward to watching those. This is Sports Wrap. When we come back, we'll have Monday Motivation right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream Podcast. Looking forward to Monday Motivation. I heard this speech a couple different times from a couple different people. Wanted to read a little bit of it and pass it along and get you guys to think about something here on this Easter Monday. This Monday kicking off a new work week. Here's the quote that goes with this speech that's so imperative. You'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. Let me say that to you guys again. You'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how many cars you own to drive. I don't care how many houses or vacation homes you have to live in. You can't take it with you. The U-Haul will never follow the hearse. And it's not what you have in life. It's not the amount of cars or the amount of bank accounts or your portfolio or the amount of keys you have to houses that you own. It's about what you do with what you have and how you help others. See, everybody has different talents. Some will be doctors, lawyers, nurses, teachers, coaches, investment bankers. Everybody has their own niche that they're gonna do. And each talent is different. And we have to know our talents and be selfish about our talents and use them to the best of our ability so that we can help others in areas where they might not be as successful. See, I'm going to say this and it's not going to sound right until I complete the entire sentence, but you need to hear the whole thing through. The most selfish thing that you can do in this world is help others. Why do I call this selfish? Because it's the most gratifying self-raising thing you could ever do for yourself is help others it's the joy it's the success it's seeing others have a better life because of you you are doing it selflessly but from a selfish perspective you're trying to feel as good as they are currently feeling because you know if you can feel as good as they feel then it was all worth it so it does kind of sound selfish and selfless all in the same thing. But that is my Monday motivation. You'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. You can't take the stuff with you. What you have in this world is what you give others and that's how you'll be more successful and help others every single day. When we come back right after this, we will be discussing the NCAA tournament and what all that entails tonight as we tip up the national championship game in Indy. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dream Podcast. Looking forward to talking to Coach McKinney. Coach was on the show earlier, and now we're going to talk about the NCAA championship game. Him and I have texted back and forth the entire tournament about job openings, what plays should be run at certain times. Holy hell, did you see the end of this play or this game? And now we get to finally wrap a little bit and have fun talking about tonight's game. Coach, what's up? What's going on, Chad? How are you, my friend? I'm doing I'm doing great, brother. So we got the top two teams in NCAA basketball going at it tonight. And as I said earlier on this show, which you haven't heard yet, but 
to me, they were the top two teams last year, and COVID blanked them out, and it's like they get a chance to kind of come back and battle at this time. What do you think the outcome is going to be tonight, and, and how do you see this game going down? Well, it's going to be a fantastic game. I mean, you got two teams in two different styles. Um, you know, Baylor, you know, they're three guards, and, and the way they play, the way they defend, and their bigs are athletic. And Gonzaga, you know, very, you know, potent offense, you know, they can play fast, the ball movement, you know, it's going to be a great game. I, I like Gonzaga to win the game. I think it's going to be a close game. I just think they have enough scoring to, to, to beat Baylor. I think Baylor's best chance is they have to go at Timmy early to get him in foul trouble to force Gonzaga to play a little smaller. Yep. Um I, I, although I think if Timmy, although the opposite side of that is, is if Timmy can go at Baylor's bigs early, get them in foul trouble, the way he moves, his footwork, and his ability to score around the rim, um, if he's able to get Baylor bigs in foul trouble, I, I think Gonzaga will control the rest of that game. Um, but I, I think Gonzaga wins by five. Um, it's going to be a great game. Like you said, the two best teams in the country um, going at it tonight. And, um, you know, I, I like Gonzaga to prevail um, in this game. So, you know, you got Timmy inside, who, in my opinion, is one of the most agile guys at 6'10 in the country. The way he moves at the college level is unbelievable at 6'10. So, you know, yeah. I, I think that, you know, he runs the floor well. He scores around the basket exceptionally well. He's very crafty when he gets down on the block. But Baylor's intensity and physicality on defense might cause some issues. I do think that Jalen Suggs goes off. I think that kid is the number one overall draft pick. I think he's an absolute stud. I love Cade Cunningham earlier this year. I mean, I was fortunate enough to see him play last year at Montverde when he came to the St. James tournament here in Hagerstown live. Mm -hmm. um, but that dude don't have nothing on Jalen Suggs. I mean, Suggs is just on a whole other level right now. Yeah, Suggs is amazing. I mean, he's, he's a great point. He's a prototypical, you know, NBA point guard. Reminds me a little bit of as a Jason Kidd factor. You know, for for the young bucks who don't know Jason Kidd and Cal, go go YouTube Jason Kidd when you played at California. Yep. Um, you know, fast. You know, shares the ball. You know, can score when he wants to. Can blow by people. You know, Suggs kind of reminds me of of, of, a, of a young Jason Kidd at Cal. Um, I, I think he's a he's a top easily top three pick, you know. I, I although I still like Kane Cunningham, but you know, Suggs is definitely making a push to be the number one pick in the draft for sure. And then going back to Timmy, I mean Timmy reminds me a little bit of a of a Christian Leitner and yeah. you know, for the, again for the young bucks who don't remember Christian Leitner, YouTube Christian Leitner, you know. Um Timmy forces other bigs to operate in his space and then when you operate in Timmy's space you know, Timmy makes you uncomfortable, you know, with the, with the footwork, the scoring around the rim, you know, the sweeping, you know, you know, against defenders and then scoring right away. Um, the ball fakes, you know, Timmy and any, and then he backs it up with, with the trash talking and he lets you know about it too. So I think, you know, those two, in my opinion, you know, can carry, you know, Gonzaga in this game tonight. Kispert will, I think could be an X factor. Um, you know, he's been great all season long. He's been pretty solid in the tournament. I think he could go off tonight and, and, um, and get, um, uh, get his own tonight. Um, so again, Timmy and Suggs, again, are going to be the key tonight. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's funny you brought you brought up the trash talk, and you did compare him to a really good one in Christian Leitner because once Christian had you, whether it was down in the Kevin McHale dungeon on the block mm-hmm. or, or stretch you out to the three-point line, I mean, Christian could do it all, obviously. You know, he's the one of the only players to play in four Final Fours. Did you know that? Yes, I did. That's yes, crazy. I did. That's crazy. I mean, he played in four Final Fours. Some coaches want to get there like once in like a 40-year career, and this cat played in four of them. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I talked earlier on the show, when you looked at undefeated teams, obviously 76 is the one that we're all hearing about because that's the last time the team went undefeated to win a national title. 79, Larry Bird and those guys lose to Magic. They were undefeated going into that game. And then you jump to 1991. In 1991, UNLV was undefeated after winning the championship, going back to the Final Four, and Bobby Hurley played exceptionally well, and Duke Mm -hmm. knocked them off to give Kay his first national championship the next game. And then you go to 2014, I think it was, or 13, Wichita State was 35-0 and lost to Kentucky. And then in 2015, when I was at the Final Four in Indy, I'm sure you were at that same Final Four in Indy, um, mm-hmm. that's when, you know, Kentucky was 38 and zero, had a chance to go 40 and zero and win the national title when they get beat by Wisconsin. And, you know, obviously I, I, and as bad as it sounds, I forget who won the national championship of the year. Did Duke win it in 2015? Duke, yep, they, Duke they, won it. They, yep. they beat Wisconsin then. Um, so were you at that final four in Indy? I, I was. Where I was. were you during the Kentucky Wisconsin game? Yeah, I was I was with some friends and uh, we were at a restaurant watching the game and 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 I was I I just thought going into that final four Kentucky was going to roll over every, you know Wisconsin yeah. and then I thought that you know they weren't going to blow out Duke but I thought that they could handle Duke but Wisconsin played a great game they 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 found the recipe you know to beat Kentucky which was slow them down mm-hmm. force them to have to play defense um, and then spread them out and then and, and shoot the ball very well. Um, you know, and, and they just, they, they beat Kentucky and, you know, they beat them and they beat them. And I think a lot of people were surprised, but I was not surprised. I was, you know, I was hoping Kentucky would win, but I was not surprised Wisconsin won, um, because Wisconsin was a very good team all year, you know, with Frank Kaminsky and, and, and those guys, you know, Wisconsin was just a solid team all around. Have you, I mean, do you remember back to the guys that were on that roster out of curiosity for Kentucky? Like their starting uh, point guard was Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Carl Booker, Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Tyler Towns, Lewis, Collie Stein, yeah. uh, the Harrison brothers. <laughs> uh, you know, Trey, Trey, um, um, uh, Trey. I forget his last name, Lewis. but they, they were uh, they were just so good all year long, and they really were not pushed outside of maybe I think one game against Texas A and M in the regular season. Mm-hmm. They were pushed a little bit. But uh, you know, in the NCAA tournament, they got pushed by Notre Dame in that Elite Eight game. But they, did. they, they you know, were just so good, and then like they were so big, you know, and the front line was just so so long. So you know, you go in the paint, and you try to score, you know, you can blow by their guards, but at the end of the day, you got big sitting back there just waiting to go eat it off the glass, or and, and just you know, didn't get out on the break, and then you got a lot of fast break points, and so that Kentucky team to me in my opinion, was the best team not to win a national title Absolutely. Um, going undefeated. I mean, think about this. Andrew and Aaron Harrison started, right? So you have Tyler Trey mm-hmm. Lyles, who you were just mentioning. Willie yep, Carl Stein yep. and Carl Anthony Towns are the backcourt, or the frontcourt, I mean. And then you come mm-hmm. off the bench with Alex Poitras, Tyler Eulis, and Devin Booker. 
<clears throat> all those dudes are getting paychecks. <laughs> yeah, all, of them. all of them are getting hefty paychecks to play the game. But yeah, I mean, I look at that. And I, so I was at, um, I was at the, what rising coaches, I think is what it was called. They had like a rising coaches meeting for game number one, like a little like social get together, kind of like, you know, get to meet people, networking event. And then the group that I was with, which was a couple guys from Mount St. Mary's, as well as like Dave Matoro, who was with, coaching with me at Shenandoah at the time, we all went and hung out at, oh, what was the name of that? The House of the Blues or one of those places downtown. It was a piano bar. I can't remember the, with the name of it, but it was like one of the dueling piano bars and it became the Wisconsin bar. And that was nuts. Like a couple of Kentucky people rolled in there and they, they left. Like it, it was not going to happen. But, uh, you know, that was a that was a really good time to see those guys just lose their minds over that game. But yeah. I, I do believe I, I'm with you, I think, Gonzaga. I said earlier, here's my two predictions. If Baylor shoots the ball as good as they shot the ball the other night early, it's going to be real tight and be a great game, and I think Baylor might be able to pull it off. But if they shoot just a hair under what they shot the other night, I, I'm with you. I think Gonzaga covers. Vegas is given four and a half. I think Gonzaga wins by six to eight and wins the national championship. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, Gonzaga, you know, a lot of people will criticize all the you know, they they play the West Coast Conference and outside of really BYU, St. Mary's, they don't really get tested. And, you know, and and, I, I, and that's all to me, you know, you, you know, you can say, say what you want. People can say what they want on that. But at the end of the day, Gonzaga plays people. They play West Virginia. They play Kansas. Um, they will play anybody. They played Carolina at home uh, two years ago. You know, they played at Carolina, I think, year prior to that. They'll play anybody. They, they play a tough enough schedule to where they, when they go into league play, they're already tested, and now they're just going into league play. They're just going in there to obliterate people. Um, so the, the the knock that to say that Gonzaga's soft is, is utterly ridiculous because they, they do play a tough schedule. Well, you know, it's funny. I pulled it up while you were talking just to kind of talk about some of those games. 102 to 90 win over Kansas. They beat Auburn 90 to 67. A tight game against West Virginia, 87 to 82. They hang 100 on Iowa. They hang 98 on Virginia and hold them to 75, who Virginia is known to take the air out of the basketball and completely slow you down. So you're right. The West Coast Conference isn't nearly as tough isn't nearly as challenging, but when you get into the crux of it, they beat all the teams we just mentioned, plus Oklahoma, plus Creighton, plus Southern Cal, plus UCLA. So we're not throwing like no names out on the table there and they're beating them all and then they get one game against a tougher team to win a national championship. They've done this against the Blue Bloods. They've done this against the up-and-comings. They've done this against coaches who were Hall of Fame coaches, and they've made it look really damn easy all season yeah. long. So I'm with you. I mean, I hope it's a great game. It's a 920 tip. You know, my old bones are going to struggle to stay up for a 920 tip, but that's okay. Um, but no, it's going to be a fun game to watch, and I look forward to it. I look forward to texting you back and forth during the game to see what uh, what we might run out of certain timeouts or what we're thinking about what's going on on the floor. Absolutely. I, I can't wait. I'm excited. Two best teams in the country all year long, the last two years. And uh, we're going to see who's the better team tonight. Absolutely. Coach, I appreciate your time. I hope you have a good rest of your Monday and looking forward to chatting with you tonight.
Absolutely. Can't wait. Look forward to chatting with you soon. Love having Coach on. Love getting his insight. We text back and forth all the time about different jobs and, uh, you know, different sets and plays and timeouts. What do you call and what are you thinking? What defense you think and that type of stuff. So I really enjoy that with Coach. And I look forward to doing that a little bit later this evening as well. So that is today's show. It's Monday, April the 5th. National title tips off at 9.20 this evening. Lucas Oil Stadium, Indianapolis, Indiana. We will be talking about that tomorrow. We come back on Trust Tuesday. Until then, have a great rest of your Monday. And thank you for listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. And we will talk to you soon.